Oh, for goodness sake, I'm a happily married man. Maris means the world to me. Right, just the other day, I kissed her for no reason whatsoever. And that is Niles from Frasier. And he just kissed his wife for no reason whatever. And that means what? That means that his love has long ago faded for Maris, obviously. And if that's happening in your relationship, if you just feel like your relationship is boring or that you're coexisting together, your roommates together, whether you're husband and wife or partners together or uh, boyfriend and girlfriend, and you just feel like it's dull, there's just no fire in the relationship, and you just don't have that look into your partner's eyes and see that spark anymore, what do you do? Do you just say, well, this is the way it is. All relationships just travel this course. You'll never have that fire that you had at the beginning of the relationship. Or do you work to re-energize your relationship, to revitalize it, to make it interesting, to make it exciting, and to give yourselves together the experience of being in love with one another. I vote for the latter, and I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner. My show is The Rational Basis of Happiness. I'm a clinical psychologist here to take your calls and questions. Any questions you would ask a counselor or a therapist, and of course, it never replaces therapy. It's not therapy, but it's an opportunity to get some free advice. You know what? I got to call her. No, wait. No. I'm calling her. No. Wait. I shouldn't call her. But I want to. Okay. And right now, I want to turn to the phones and welcome Rojas. Hello. Hi, how are you? Hey, what's going on? Well, that's my question to you. What's going on? What question would you like answered? Oh, you don't know. I'm trying to figure out what should I start off. It's like I've been having, like, high bursts of, like, mood swings. One minute I'm down, the next minute I'm up, like, real mad. And it's like simple things can make me go off. You know, I'm a nice person. It's just... Certain things it'll it'll make me mad, it'll make me go off. And like what Pat? Yeah. And how old are you? Twenty-two. You're twenty-two years old, and you're just you just lose it at times. Something triggers it, and you just lose it. You get real angry. Yes, ma'am. Have you hit or punched or kicked or done anything to a person? Have you crossed the line? Well, not a person like things, you know. Give me an example of some things that you would punch or kick or. A wall or, you know, not a person. Yeah. And you're wanting to know what, what causes this? Yes, ma'am. That and how I can get some help if it is, you know, if it's bipolar or whatever it is, how can I get help and what causes it? Okay, I won't be able to diagnose whether it's bipolar or not. I can tell you what some of the symptoms of bipolar are, but that... Oh. It, but that doesn't mean that you necessarily have it because there are other things that you definitely want to rule out. Uh, before we, well, I could tell you a few things with bipolar, but do you know what the two different poles are? Do I know what the two what? Well, it's called bipolar. What do you know about bipolar, Rojest? Oh, uh, I recently had a girlfriend, me and her, we kind of going through some things because, uh, because of it, but uh, not too much. I just know it could be. It could be caused by, like, trauma when you're younger. Somebody could, could have had to done something to you. Or, yeah, and tell me what trauma you had when you were younger. Whatever it is, I don't remember. You don't remember at all? What was it like growing up in your family? Was it a mom and a dad with you, or did you have siblings with you? Yeah, I had both mom, dad. They're still together now. And a little sister. And a little sister. And were mom and dad wonderful parents, nurturing, or did they lose it at times? Did either one of them have anger problems? 
my dad. Your dad did. Did he get angry at mom? Did he get angry at you? Everybody. Everybody. And give me a, a memory that you have of dad getting angry. What's the type of thing he would do? It's just kind of like when he got out of work, uh, everybody would kind of just go to their room. they go to their separate ways and close their door or whatever. He'd probably be pissed because of something at work or somebody and he'd come in the house clowning and, you know, things like that. So It would be on a regular basis. So dad would come in and he would be, you would all have to hide away, you'd have to hide from him. Is that right. what you're saying? Right, right. And if you didn't hide, if he got a hold of you, what would he do if he got a hold of you? Well, he'd just get loud and, you know, say things, but he wouldn't, you know, just actually carry out with What would he say? What would he threaten? It sounds like he would say things, but he wouldn't carry them out. What would he threaten to do? This bad thing. It's been a while. See, I've been on my own ever since I was uh, 19. Yeah. And it's kind of been a while, but it wasn't nothing too nice. And I also had, like, two stars on me on one on uh, both sides of my shoulders. I don't know what happened. It would have been something like this. You have two scars. So something happened to you in childhood that you don't recall? Right. I don't know what it is. It looked like these are some bad wounds or bully marks, you know. Some what I can't hear the words. Help me out. It, it looks like uh, uh, I can't pronounce the word or think of the word right now. It's, it looked like a bullet wound on both sides of my shoulder, or like a stab wound, like someone was on. A stab wound. Okay, so you. It may be that it, I worked with a lot of abused children. The real, from two and a half years old on through, actually adults, you know, adults who had been abused. But when I worked with the children, they went through really severe trauma. I mean, some of them had broken ribs. Parents would learn how to hit where it wouldn't show. So they would hit on the torso because the kids would wear clothes and could still go to school, and kids were taught how to lie, you know, where the bruises came from, and the kids had to put up with enormous irrationality of their parents. And if you've had a childhood like that that you're trying to blank out, maybe these moments where you get angry, maybe there's something that's similar. What what has happened? Give me a, a, a situation recently where you just lost it. Around Christmas time, uh, my girlfriend, she ended up saying something to me, and I just went the hell out. I just went out. It, you yelled at her? Yes, ma'am. And did you do anything else? Did No, I just yelled at her. Okay. The fact that you're seeking help is wonderful. It's really a tribute to to you. And if you could, um, if you're looking to get some clinical help with that, I would rule out something, and I mentioned that this would be uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. It's after you've gone through trauma. You don't necessarily, you've tried to block it out, but it hasn't been successful, and it will come through periodically, you could get some help. You could go to the website. Do you have a paper and pencil? Yes, ma'am. You said it's post-dismatic. Well, I don't. I can't diagnose you over the air, but the children that I worked with, some of them had bipolar, and you would ask, you know, what is bipolar? Well, the two moods are depressed and then manic. Manic's when you really lose it. But that doesn't mean that it sounds like you've been through some serious trauma. It sounds more like post-traumatic stress disorder where you're 
Um, and I don't know if you're having intrusive recollections or some flashbacks or something that's going on, but the fact that you don't remember your childhood tells me that there's some, some trauma work that would benef- might benefit you. You could go to the Academy of CT.org. The Academy of Cognitive Therapy, C is in cognitive, T is in therapy.org, and they have a lot of information on bipolar and post-traumatic stress disorder that you could look up and read about and get books that you could rec- you might enjoy too. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner on the Rational Basis of Happiness. Thank you for your call. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance, the Serious Romance Guidebook by clinical psychologist Dr. Ellen Kenner and co-author Dr. Edwin Locke. Intimacy is an important part of romantic partners' lives together. Of course, crises can and do cause long intervals between intimate encounters, but many couples allow such temporary interruptions to become normal. Young couples sometimes ask, is it true that sexual attraction normally fades as time goes on? And many do let other aspects of their lives take priority over intimacy, but they don't have to. It is a choice. In the most successful romantic partnerships, sexual intimacy is made a conscious priority. Ideally, sexual attraction is enhanced with time, especially as emotional intimacy deepens. You can download Chapter 1 for free by going to drkenner.com and buy it at amazon.com.